Yeah. Got me feeling like the one again. Got me feeling like the one again. Hey, shout out that boy Drake and that whole OVO sound crew, man. Y'all did y'all thing on that project. And I hope y'all paying attention because they're, they're positioning themselves. And if you didn't know your position right now, you went to run down sports. Gotta know that. And I am your host, CL. And I'd like to thank y'all for joining me, however you're joining me. And you can find us always at therundown.com. That's darundown.com. Gotta know it. And if you like this podcast, go ahead and catch it every time it come out. Just slide on over to iTunes or even Stitcher Radio, whichever you choose. And you can keep up with the latest and greatest. As always, just follow us at The Rundown Sports on Twitter. And I am at CL, the main event on Twitter. Now, uh, today, to kind of keep up the Toronto takeover, because uh, if you go on over there to therundown.com, you'll see I just did a song-by-song song breakdown of the whole Drake album. So, uh, y'all tell me what y'all think, see if y'all agree with me. But uh, this right here... We talking with Nadine Liverpool, aka Nene, from Sports Nation, and uh, you might know her from a couple other places. And uh, really wanted to get at her since she is from Toronto. We did talk a little Drake, but we talked some NBA. She was just at All Star Weekend, and uh, even talked about you know one of the podcasts that she used to kind of fool with, which was the Basketball Jones, which y'all know is the Stars. So uh, she's real talented, man. Hopefully we can get her to come back on real soon, man. I think y'all enjoy it. Without further ado, here's Nadine Liverpool. It's your homie, homie CL, and we back live on the Rundown Sports. Gotta know that. And uh, today, I got a special guest. I got Nadine Liverpool, a.k.a. Nene, a.k.a. Sports Nation. What's going down, Nene? Hey, what's going on? You doing all right today? Yes, even though I'm up here in cold-ass Canada, but I'm good. Other than that, I'm good. Oh, yeah, your boy your boy Dre said he cold like the snow. So uh, <laughs> I guess you know well about that. Yes, I most certainly do. All right, so uh, before we really get started, because I want to talk a lot of sports, you know, you seem like a really big NBA fan, you know, I actually seen a video where, like, it was the start of uh, the NBA season. You look like you couldn't be more excited. Yeah, I know. I'm, like, I, like, count down the days. I have, like, all the teams written down, like, who's playing when for the season openers on the Tuesday and the Wednesday and the Thursday and all the big matchups. So, yeah. I'm not just all hoops, though, but, yeah, hoops hoops is up there for me. Okay, what else are you into? Well, soccer for one, big soccer fan because I went, I played soccer growing up and all that. So, and of course football. And you know, I'm in Canada, so I got in on the hockey and baseball, okay. and so I'm very well rounded. But um, hoops, soccer, football—that's my top three. Now, what? Uh, I want to talk to the people, let everybody know who you are. You know, give them a little background about you. Um, so, uh, you are from Toronto, is that correct? Yes. And uh, you are Trinidadian. Yes, my parents are actually from Trinidad. They were born there, and then they moved over to Toronto. Mm. So, yes, I have, I'm, I'm from Toronto. I'm Canadian, but I have Trinidadian descent. 
that's a different type of combination. But uh, <laughs> I think you'll make it work. Yeah, I know. What, so, because when most people look at me, they all a lot of times in Toronto, everyone asks. They, some people speak like Espanol, and I'm like, even when I was in New York, <laughs> I'm like, um, no. Or someone be like, are you Ethiopian? What? Are you Arab? And I'm like, do I not look black? I don't get it. Like, do I not? But I guess it, from a lot of different countries around the world, I look a lot of different things. So it's kind of cool. Right. And I mean. I mean, if you had a New York accent, I might say you was Puerto Rican. I ain't going to lie to you. Ah, no, I'm not Lala. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all good. Now, uh, you did mention that uh, you play, you play soccer. Yeah, and, uh, I played, yeah, I played on the junior Canadian national team growing up. And, I, and then I got a full athletic scholarship to play school in Alabama, UAB. Go, go, go Blazers. Free UAB though for the college for the football team, but yeah. So I'm just down the street from where you you're actually located. But yeah, yeah I played soccer at a really high level. Lots of deep tests, lots of throwing up, and all that. <laughs> so yeah. That's what's up. And uh, what position you play? I played midfield and striker. So, okay. Yeah. Now what? I'm like you call me basically a little a female Iniesta slash Messi. Oh. Getting down like that? Well, not really Messi because Messi's small and he's like, I never played. My style's not like Messi. I would say more Ronaldo. Okay. Sorry to all people, all the Messi fans out there. I'm Team Ronaldo. It's all good. I'm, you know, I'm not kind of choosy on that end. I, I just like watching both of them. I like greatness. <laughs> uh, but uh, so why you stop playing? Um, honestly, <clears throat> like, I I always knew from when like in high school that. I wanted to do something either than, than become a professional than become a professional athlete. I really love soccer and I wanted to do soccer as kind of like my outlet to get a scholarship and get my education. But I kind of knew that like once I graduated that I was I wanted to pursue something else. And then that mm -hmm. just happened to be the sports media industry. So it's not because I was I sucked and not most people were gonna be like, Oh, I had a knee injury and I tore my ACL. Well actually I tore my MCL, but that's not the reason. It was more like I kind of knew I wanted to move on to something else. Still love soccer, though. Okay, so you went out on your own terms. Right. You weren't forced out the game. No, not like <laughs> I hope Kobe's not going to end up being, pretty we, much. <laughs> we're going to talk about the Mamba in a little bit. Now, uh, after you, you left uh, UAB, you went back to school? Well, yeah, I moved back to Toronto because basically I got my degree in psychology, and I was one of those student athletes who when they get to campus and they say what do you want to do I'm like I don't care I just want to play soccer so I just picked psychology and I ended up graduating with it but when I was in my junior year I kind of realized I really wanted to pursue sports the sports media industry so I interned with the sports information department the marketing department and I did a lot of stuff before I moved back to Toronto and then yeah I got my postgraduate diploma in sports journalism and the rest is history, and it's still being written. <laughs> That's what's up. Now, what? Uh, you've been, you know, a couple different places, and uh, what's up? Well, like, what's the, I guess, the signature moments uh, throughout your, like, sports media career? Sports media? I don't know. I don't. Like, so uh, I mean, not not so much. I don't uh, last weekend, like we were talking about the NBA All Star Weekend, it was like pretty crazy to me because it was the first time like I met 
so many like big like athletes and celebrities and stuff like that. Like just for instance, like um, on the Friday, I went to the Rising Stars Challenge with, with a friend and Andrew Wiggins, MVP, T-Dot, just so you know, he's going to be Rookie of the Year, just so you know. Um, they were throwing out jerseys, and I actually won his jersey. Like, I actually oh, caught it. And it was a Wiggins, the same, not his jersey he wore in the game, right. but the same type of Wiggins jersey. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like a group, like, oh, my God, I won. <laughs> so it was kind of fun to be out there and not be working, to just be there as a fan and, like, enjoy everything. And then that night, I ended up, was supposed to go to the, M- I, I did end up going, but I showed up at the NBA Players Association party, and as soon as I show up, it's like one, one o'clock past one. They're like, nobody's getting in. The firefighters say that there's too many people in the party, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, you know what I mean? Right. And it was like God just like said, don't worry, Nadine, I got your back. And like two minutes later, like um, what's his name? Mason Roger Roger Mason Jr. That's his name. He's played for the Heat now retired. Yeah. Yeah. He comes out and was coming for his friend and his friend's like, you know what, come, come, like, let's just go, go with him. And like, no, there's a herd of people and no one got in, but except for me and this one, and my friend and this one guy. Mm. So like, and then as soon as I walk in the party, I see Paul Millsap. I see, well, I should name some couple people because some people are underage, but there, there are some people there that shouldn't have been in that party. Like notable, like famous people that I'm shouldn't not have been there. Names, but I was like, I mean, it's not TMZ. Sure? Ain't nobody watching yeah. like that. Right. I'm like, are you sure a lot of you this party? But yeah, it's crazy. Like I met Chanel Iman. I met the housewives. I met Claudia Jordan of Real House of Atlanta. Mm. Mimi, Shower Rod Mimi of Love and Hip Hop. I just. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so we had real royalty in the building. Yeah, so I met yeah, I met I met um Mutumbo at the party and then I met him again the next day. So I met a lot of like really big names at this party and just the whole weekend going to the NBA Legends brunch and actually getting to meet like Magic Johnson and Kenny Smith and um Julius Irving, like it was oh. just like crazy to me because these are the people that I've watched like Maybe not them growing up, but just knowing what they brought to the game and right. just to be around them and meet them and shake their hand and take a picture is kind of like surreal. Whereas I know if I was working, you know, it's kind of like a unwritten rule when you're with like media, you don't take pictures, you don't do the stuff that fans would do. But mm-hmm. I'm not on the clock, so I'm taking <laughs> selfies, I'm posting on Instagram. So I think that was the best part of going to NBA All-Star. Yeah. Okay, flexing on the gram, huh? Right, you got to. <laughs> That's what's up. Now, what? How did you end up getting out there in the first place? Um. Well, for well, for me, it's like I like got a media pass. So because I work for TS, well, well, not even get through them, but because my through my brand, my um blog and stuff, I actually applied for a credential and I got one. So I got access to all the events and stuff like that. So it's pretty sweet. Yeah. That's what's up, man. I'm. I gotta check one out eventually, but uh, Toronto next year. I gotta get some things together, you know, working on okay. some things in the back end. Uh, okay, just make sure you don't have no record or nothing because Chris Brown couldn't make it here two days ago for his concert. What? So if Chris Brown can't cross the border, then none of you dope boys or anything can cross the border for me. All star. I'm just letting you know from now. 
okay? I'm not worried about it. I'm a, um, I got some folks in Detroit. We're going to make a stop and we're going to get up there. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Now, uh, we did kind of prematurely get into the all-star talk. Um, right. I want to circle back because there was one other thing that I, I seen notable about you, which was this like MTV biggest sports blogger thing. Right. And like, that was something that I hadn't heard of before, you know, even having a show about bloggers. So I'm like, well, this was in Canada. This is for MTV Canada. So just to clarify, there's MTV USA and there's MTV Canada. So the show oh. that I was on was MTV Canada. So I was named the biggest um, sports blogger by MTV Canada. Now, how was that determined? Well, there was actually, they just, it was a show called with AJ. So they actually had a bunch of sports bloggers across, across the country. And we kind of like did like debate, kind of like around the horn kind uh -huh. of style. And basically, I got picked to end up being in like the the finale, and I beat a, about a bunch. I beat there's like ten people in the final, and I won the whole thing. So okay. yeah. Okay, so you basically like freestyle battle uh, sports take everybody right. down to the that top. Sports battle, pretty much. I got my scaleless <laughs> on, and I won. That's what I'm talking about. That's that's a a, a good a good look. So um. You need to just keep up that good work. Now, what? let's go back to that All-Star weekend. Um, now, you say you met a lot of people. Is there anybody that really stuck out that really kind of made an impression with you? Um, Anything that. interesting? Any, like, you know, I know we said the one thing about people not being in the party, but anything else that was notable, like you had to be there to see it? I don't know. I just, I think like the biggest, like, wow was just being at the party and being around so many different celebrities. Like, even meeting, like, say, for instance, Malik from the game. I don't know his real name. Like, right. doing you know I mean? And just, just coming up and be like, hey, like, everyone was just in the party acting like it's just, you know, whatever. So I've never been around something like that before. I guess being in Toronto, I'm just like, some kind of sheltered. <laughs> but I don't know. If, and only, like, it's so weird. I tell people, like, the one person that I was like, oh, my God, wasn't even an athlete. The one person who had me like, wow, I took a picture with you was Chanel Iman. Okay. She's like, you know, a super, like, she's a supermodel. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, it, I, and I'm not a girly girl, but when I seen her, I was like, to me, it's like meeting Naomi Campbell or Tara right. Bank. I was like, yeah. oh. like you know. Like oh real God. life off the page. Yeah. So it wasn't like. The, when I seen Chanel, it wasn't even the. I felt more like at awe than meeting Magic Johnson, as weird as it may seem. I don't know what it was, but I just I don't know. I'm just really big on like females, especially black females, doing big things no matter what their industry is. So I think maybe that's why I was like, yo, like, what up, you know? So I was trying to figure out the best way to you know how to bring up each kind. Con or each conversation when it comes to the NBA. And I decided that I go check out one of your videos and I got your preseason predictions. Oh. So uh, I wrote them down and okay. uh, pretty much going to just question all your credibility from here on out. Okay. All right. Just joking. But um, so basically on your sixth man, you had Isaiah Thomas 
when he was in no, Phoenix. Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> you okay. uh, had Jabari Parker when you thought about taking that, Wiggins. Hurt. You can't even watch that pick. He got hurt. You know why? Because I just thought naturally that Jabari, Par- Jabari Parker would score more points on the Bucks than Wiggins would have done with Timberwolves. Because the Rubio, mm-hmm. remember, Wiggins is balling out because Rubio got hurt. The Rubio, there's Levine, there's Kevin Martin. And I was like, there's no way Wiggins is getting that many touches on that team in his first season. Whereas with Jabari Parker, it was only really him and, like, Brandon Knight and O.J. Mayo can't shoot for anything, you know? <laughs> or, right, Brandon was in, yeah. So that's that was why. But he got hurt, so it sucks. I mean, he was the first pick, though. Like, there yeah. was some expectation that he was out the box balling. Yeah, I know. And I should have picked him. He's Toronto. I know I'm like a traitor for not picking Wiggins. You should have thought but about it. I'm picking him now, halfway through the season. Can uh-huh. I give my pick? Can I get my second half? We gonna, we gonna, let me let me get through the rest of the list, okay, and then, okay. then we're going to go blow by blow. Um, you had Coach of the Year. You had Greg Popovich. Right. Um, Which now is probably going to be my shooting house there for the Hawks. Right. So you – eight down, down. Right. So you had the right system. No one would – I bet you city. any preview, ESPN, Yahoo, no one was picking Mike Budenhauser to be – candidate for coach of the year no one probably not and i had my eye on it well i'll tell you who did zach Lowe. oh he he did he's been on the hawks since last year i, I cannot lie like the one dude he was just kind of like he he'd be scared to say he'd be like well i, I kind of like the hawks like you know he would stutter every time he would say it, but he was like, "It's just." You know what? My thing with the Hawks is like just going to school in the South and everything. I've been to Hawks games, and I just honestly, I'm sorry to say this, but Hawks fans are the most bandwagonist fans. <laughs> they are. They don't even cheer for their team. I went to a Hawks Cavs draft oh. game when LeBron was on the team, mm-hmm. and they were cheering LeBron, LeBron. I was like, "Am I not? Am I in Cleveland? Like, what's going on here?" And it was just like weird to me that like I've been I've never been to a Hawks game where they're cheering for the Hawks. And I'm like, what type of app I get it? Like a lot of people from like New York, those type of areas, they all moved to Atlanta. But I would have figured like I feel the city's hasn't not evolved to a point where there are actually people who are like been there for more than ten years to so feel they should cheer for their city. Right. You know what I mean? But yeah. But you need to work on that. Are you like that too? I mean, I'm not really a Hawks fan per se. Oh, like, see, so you are like that. You're no, like, uh, because I just told you, I'm a I'm a Kobe guy. Like I, told I guess you. that's me too with the Raptors. Like I am a Kobe. I am a diehard Lakers fan. I was Team Purple and Gold before there was even a Raptors organization. But I still, you know, cheer like for the Raptors. Yeah, because you know it's a trickle down effect. You know, when the team doing good, the city feel good. You know, it's a little bit more buzz in the city. So you can't really help but to cheer for the atmosphere to be better around right. you. Yeah, so, just like Toronto as well for me. You know, like I'm I'm really not like knee-deep Hawks fan. You're not going to see me putting on no Hawks jerseys or nothing. I don't even wear jerseys <laughs> like that at all. It's maybe sometime during football season. But, uh, yeah, I'm just – I'm right there. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the Hawks like – Y'all had it for a long time, and I've been said, blow it up, 
And then, like, it took them, like, they had to get real, I, I ain't going to say brave, but they finally got somebody sucking into that Joe Johnson contract. And right, then they just yeah. started going up from there. So I'm uh, I'm glad to see that they got the right guy. They picked a guy from right under Greg Popovich. So, you know, you was on the right coaching tree just a little too high. You should have just, you know, came down on one of them branches. <laughs> now, well, uh, you did have the correct um, – Assumption that ESPN would be talking about LeBron all day, every day, and uh, you can't front. They they look like they what's up right now. Yeah, because look at all the injuries that are going on in the East. For one, Paul George in the summer for the Pacers. Yeah. Derrick Rose is down. Bosh for the Heat. Who do they have to – and I just – as much as I want to say the Raptors, they're not there yet. They're great – I think they're right now they're a very good regular season team. I think they're kind of like how the Hawks have been for a while. And the Hawks are still, to me, that type of team where they've been good in the regular season and they come to the playoffs and it's like they lose 4-1. And it's like, uh, okay, what happened? Do you know what I mean? They're fourth, fifth, fifth uh, seed. So if, if the Cavs make the finals, it's mm-hmm. all because of circumstance. I don't think they would make the playoffs if, if all those players that I mentioned were healthy. Well, I don't think Chicago, they would have been a good matchup for them now had Derrick Rose stayed healthy. But, right, and Paul Gasol, like, to me, he is the comeback player of the year. He is playing, like, unreal for um, – and even when you look at Tony Snell, um, Jimmy Butler, like, players that you never thought would do anything. I mean, Gasol just had a bad case of bite Dan Tony. That's all it was. You know, once, know, once he got many- up – Rumored to be traded, right? Right. Once he got over that that um that condition, you know he was ready to go. You know he yeah. he never looked better. So well, uh, whatever R and R that he needed to get right, I'm glad he got it. But you know people still talking about Chicago. I'm not really going there. I'm they're done to me. Um, it's yeah. probably going to be Cleveland, and that's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Right. Man, I just thought about it. I'm like, man, that's it. That's it. That is this it. This is crazy. Like, I guess a lot of Toronto fans are now saying, "Oh, we have a chance of a chance." Okay. I just, I don't, I don't see it. I just, I don't think, you know, as a whole collectively, the Raptors have the take to go to the finals. They don't have it's enough not, size. Yeah, they don't have enough size, and just the leadership. Like, you know, I love Laurie and DeRozan in the backcourt, but I don't think they have enough experience in the past to go to the next level. We've been we've been chatting for quite a while, but um. I want to talk a little bit about the city where you're at right now. And um, you are in Toronto. Now, are you a Drake fan? And is everybody in Toronto a Drake fan? Yeah, we all are. I bought, like, um, I haven't listened to his latest album. Sorry, Drake. But I was, like, when his first album came out, I, I went to the store and actually bought it. Like, who buys CDs? But I went and right. I bought it. I don't think I listened I to do. it. I bought it. Just like, I gotta, you know, like, rep my city, rep Drake. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we all kind of, you know, we all support Drake. But I know he has a really big following in the South because I remember when I, like, came back to Alabama, I was just to visit friends. And I was in the club. I swear every other song was Drake. <laughs> and I was like, yo, they don't even bump Drake like this in Toronto. Like, you got to mm-hmm. be going hard for Drake. But yeah, like we 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 yeah we rock with Drake. Yeah, uh, well, the mixtape culture is real big down here, and you know Drake really had made his bones 
you know, back in the day, really killing the mixtapes. Like, that's how I got on with them. Now, let me ask you this. You are from Toronto. You are a female. Has any Drake verse ever been about you? Or have you appeared in a Drake verse as a friend? Have I appeared in a Drake verse? Yes. No, but let's say this. I know some of the girls. I'm friends with some of the girls that he talks about. Okay. And it's just, and it's funny to me because like oh and like I a lot of the people that he's he's teen like you know uh, like Future and Ovio Hush like I grew up with those people. So I me personally like I've never actually personally met Drake. I will be honest with that, but I know like his closest friends I'm cool with. So okay. I'm like one agree away from him you know right you right there right there but i'm not no groupie i'm not no groupie girl that's gonna be like oh my gosh hush can i meet drake like no <laughs> that is not me that's what's up though because like you know that's the one thing about drake i'm like the last few cds before this one he was like a little too much yeah, like, like some caught girl up in yourself, girl like broke his heart. Yes, man. like I'm like, bro, you got some real problems. I think you might want to get that worked out before right. you go in the studio. And it just makes it seem like us Toronto girls are just these heartbreakers, you know? <laughs> I mean, tell me, like I'm about to say, how far is that from the truth? I think no. I just think you breaking I think hearts so. out there. No, I just think when it comes to Toronto and the dating scene, it's really hard to date because the city is small in terms of, like, everyone's one degree of separation from each other. So it's really hard just to date someone and do normal stuff. And when, say, a guy dates a girl, he probably knows about two or three other people that she dated, you know, and vice versa for the girl with the guy. Whereas, like, in America, you guys have 300 million people. You know what I mean? It's... you. The, the chances of you guys crossing paths and knowing each other's history is very unlikely. We're in mm. Toronto. It's highly, highly likely. Like 90% chance. So I that's think crazy. that's what injures the quality of relationships in Toronto. And that's why you have Drake making all this money about all the girls that broke his heart. <laughs> <laughs> they all must know each other, basically, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, is that rough for you? Like, do you even just even like go that route or you just kind of stay on yourself like on your grind right now? Well, yeah, like for me, I'm pretty much just grinding. I, I like I, I do date here and there. We're not really. I have no time for it. Like, yeah. So I just, you know, I'm just focused. I'm like tunnel, tunnel vision right exactly. now, you know? I see you. All right. Now, well, we're going to wrap this one up. This one uh going to be quite a gym. We got a lot of stuff packed into this episode. And uh, yeah. it's been a pleasure. Now, um, before you get out of here, I want to talk to you a little bit about your old job out there at the score. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what exactly did you do over there? Well, the score is basically where I got my start in sports media. I interned for Tim and Sid. I'm not sure if you know who, um, the, you know, your fan base know who that is. But Tim and Sid is basically like the Mike and Mike of Canada. You know, and I worked on their radio show and their podcast. And from there, I also like worked in a bunch of other shows. And um, I didn't work on the Basketball Jones, but I was, I did a lot of basketball research that they would use. Mm. So, and a lot of social media stuff. And I also ended up working in web. 
So a lot of things that they, you know, would post on social media, I'd be responsible of making sure it went to the right channels and all that different stuff. So mm. the score is not that big of a company. Like literally everyone's on the same floor. So I would see, you know, all those guys and just talk basketball and whatnot. And it's just, it's crazy to see that these are guys who are just, you know, they started this on their own in, you know, at home in the studio ended up going to the score, and now they're working on NBA TV. It's like a great success story. Right. And uh, you're referring to well, formerly the uh, the basketball journals, now the right. starters. Now starters, yeah. And um, that's a lot of what I want to ask you about because, you know, not to get all geeky, but um, I am a big podcast fan. Of course, I do have a podcast. So right. uh, naturally, I would listen to other ones. And I'm a, I'm a big fan of what they were doing uh, when they were at the score. I felt mm-hmm. like, um, you know, they had like a certain brand of comedy and they really took, you know, basketball in and talked about it in a meaningful way, but made it real fun at the same time. Right. So, and I think that's where um, sports media is headed. You know, like I was saying, I remember the day that I found out that the starters actually or yeah, the Basketball Jones were headed to MBTV and became the starters. I was like in Trinidad on vacation, and I remember I was just, I was just like on Twitter. It was like I remember vividly. It was like 10 a.m. and all I seen was, <laughs> we are now headed to MBTV, you know, and we're now called the stars. I was like, oh my god, this is crazy, because for me and with my brand and Sports Nation, I just look at them as if they can do it, then so can I. Right. Because basically, you're you're seeing and there's not that many people out there. Like, if you could look at people like, you know, a Bill Simmons, Bomani, Basketball Jones, how many people out there you could say started their brand from scratch and then got picked up by a network based on what they built, as opposed to a network hiring them and they becoming a personality through that network. Like, say, for instance, like a Skip Bayless, a Stephen A. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, they were already part of that me- traditional media culture. Right. Where- they're as were as the starters and Bill Simmons and Bomani and those type of people came from their own kind of entrepreneurial like hub. Mm-hmm. And I look at myself as I'm part of that entrepreneurial hub, like as a female, saying, you know, yeah, I have my own brand. I talk about sports and I'm fun and I'm silly and you're gonna love me kind of attitude. You know, and we don't care that I love the fact that they're just saying, We don't care if we're different. We don't care that we're going against the grain and doing it the hard way, but look what the hard way got them, you know? They're now, I remember last year's NBA Finals, there was an actual panel, like, set up for the starters and the ESPN people, um, like, the, like the NBA show with, like, Stage Steel and Jalen Rose and whatnot. So imagine that, from going, doing, like, stuff in your basement, in the studio, and now you have your own friggin' setup on the court at the NBA Finals. Like, that is amazing. Right, that's that's a big look, man. I'm right. I'm real proud of them dudes. They've been grinding and uh, going hard, and I love. They might not be able to understand everything that's going on at a deeper level. So it's like you got to bring that perspective and that voice, and really, you know, deliver some strong content. Mm-hmm. So, uh, totally, one hundred percent agreeing on that. Now, uh. That's uh, pretty much all the questions that I have for you today. And um, mm-hmm. as far as talking sports, because you know, I, I frankly could go all night myself. You know, I'm 
I'm a big sports talker. Anytime I, you know, I get a little wild up and I see you, you know, you started to get into it too. So uh, now uh, go ahead and uh, let everybody know where they can find you, get at you at. Shoot, there's a lot of places you guys can find me. Um, Okay, let's start off ones. with my website, my blog. My blog is www.sportsnation.com. So that's sports, N-A-Y-T-I-O-N. N-A-Y because everybody calls me Nene. That's just my nickname. Don't make fun. Not like the dance, Nene. That's my name. But <laughs> um, And as for my Twitter, it's at SportsNation, Nay in the middle, Instagram, SportsNation, YouTube, YouTube.com. Outside, you can go to nadineliverpool.com. Okay. And I have Snapchat now, Sports Nation too, at Sports Nation. So, following me on Snapchat, Snapchat's kind of cool. I was a, I was a hater at first, but I'm starting to like it. I feel like I'm too old for it already. Oh no, it's cool. <laughs> it's fun. Why do we make it happen with it? It's just like I'm, I'm still. You like... saying you're too old is like your mom when they're talking about Facebook. Oh, no, I don't wanna... no, because yeah, that's where yeah. your mom is at. Your mom is on Facebook, so I'm on Twitter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm already on the next thing. But to me, like, when you start going into these, like, Snapchats and WhatsApps and, you know, Pinterest and all these different things, I'm I'm just not there. I can't do it. Yeah. You know, I got to keep it real simple. You know, I need to just talk to people and just have a conversation and then be out. All right, that was Nadine Liverpool, a.k.a. Nene. And I'd like to thank her once again for coming on and kicking it with your boy on the Rundown Sports. Gotta know that. And I'd like to thank y'all again for listening in. And tell me what y'all think, man. Give me a little feedback at the Rundown Sports at CL, the main event on Twitter. And uh, with all that said, I'm out to you. Peace.